Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. For tuning into the Sports Ethos Nets podcast. This is your host, Cody Mallory, back after missing the last episode. You can find me on Twitter at RealCodyMallory. I am joined tonight by just Joe Farrow right now on Twitter. That is at the Joe Farrow. Um, we might be joined by Anthony mid episode. We are not really sure. But nonetheless, Joe, I am back. So are the Nets, and so are Kyrie Irving with a huge win tonight. How are you doing, man? Oh, that was an awesome game to watch. Thank God that we got that win. We needed that one big time, and Kyrie just put it, put the little backpack on and took us in the end. Bro, little backpack? He was in his bag tonight. <laughs> Deep Nothing in his little about that. But, uh, yeah, let's dive right into the game against Charlotte. I mean, obviously I missed last episode, so I didn't get to talk on the Celtics game. Um, I was working, so I didn't get to watch the game. I kind of just saw the highlights, but we're moving past it. Celtics are red hot. The Nets went in tonight tied with Charlotte um, in the standings. I mean, everyone knows that the Nets are a better team than Charlotte, but like Frank Isola just said on Yes Network, in the standings, they're not, so they had to prove it. And prove it, did they ever? And you couldn't even say the Nets, but just Kyrie Irving. Let's start with Kyrie. Um, obviously, 50 points. It's his third as a member of the Nets. Um, he's the only Net in franchise history to have multiple 50-point performances, which is pretty insane when you think of the players the Nets have had. Obviously, Kidd, Carter, Jefferson, uh, then you got Darren Williams, Joe Johnson, obviously Kevin Durant, James Harden. It's like you got all these players, and Kyrie is the only one. Um, but forget the 50 points. What was crazy for everyone is the efficiency. He was 15 of 19 from the field, which is obviously absurd. 9 of 12 from three, um, which is obviously absurd. And I got some stats that I found on Twitter. Um Kai from Mika Adams, Kyrie Irving had a true shooting percentage of 101.3%. That is the highest in a 50-point game in NBA history. And he then went to say Kyrie was so efficient, he broke analytics. Yeah, he was 101.3% on a scale that is only supposed to go up to 100%. Absolutely unreal. Like, Another one from Stats Williams, Matt Williams, for research producer with ESPN. Uh, Kyrie Irving tonight, 50 points, 15 of 19 out of 12. He is the first player in NBA history to record 50 points, nine three-pointers, and 75% shooting in a game. 
<laughs> guys just ridiculous it was that was an all-time performance that we just got to watch tonight and it was it was funny though because it's like even though like we have these two stars when one of them goes off one of them the other one usually still comes to play but it's like it's like right. I Kevin Durant didn't come to play but he had an off night tonight and Kyrie literally just put it on his back and took us home it, it was awesome yeah, man, and a lot of you, some people could say, like, oh, it's against the Hornets. Like, they're one of the worst defensive teams in the league. But, like, when you're 3-17 and 17 in your last 20 games, like you and Anthony talked about in the last episode, and you're fighting for to stay out of that 9-10 positioning where a single loss can send you home and miss the playoffs, Kevin Durant did not have a good game. Sure, he was still 6-13. That's almost 50%. He only had 14 points. The Nets needed Kyrie Irving to do this. It wasn't just him putting some icing on the cake. Like, they almost needed all 50 of those points. Whenever the Hornets would have gone on their little run, they caught fire in the third quarter. The Hornets put up 41 points. Kyrie Irving was the one that hit the big shot that gave the Nets the lead that would extend it back to 13 or 16 and even to 18. Um, so Kyrie needed this masterclass and he bounced back strong after a poor performance for his standards against the Boston Celtics. Yeah, absolutely. He had definitely had an off night last game, but he really just, he, I think he, somebody just clicked in his head where he's like, all right, right now I'm only playing half the games. I can't have stinkers. Like I gotta, <laughs> he's like, I gotta show myself that I can still be a top 15 player in this league when I am playing. And so he went out there tonight and yeah. shut everybody up because people were having a field day that he struggled in Boston the other day. And then he came out and just dominated tonight. It was insane. And like the level of difficulty on these shots too, is what we really got to talk about. Like Kyrie Irving, like he's known as a wizard with the ball in his hands. And it's because he just could create his own shot in any scenario. It's like, I don't think I've ever seen Kyrie Irving get locked up, like, from creating his own shot. Like, just, like, he misses his shots. But, like, nobody can really yeah. stay in front of Kyrie. The guy could create out of literally anything. And he just, that's literally what he did for all four quarters tonight. And there was a point in the fourth quarter, Kyrie had the ball, top of the key. He dribbled it up. Kevin Durant, Patty Mills, and Seth Curry were on the floor. It's Andre Drummond, who Drummond was in the dunker spot. They blitzed Kyrie Irving and left Patty Mills wide open in the right corner, and he knocked down the three. But that's just, like, how hot Kyrie Irving was. Like, my favorite Kyrie Irving shot was that cross-court pass from Kevin Durant that hit him right in the shooting motion. He, like, literally, it doesn't even look like he caught the ball before he shot it, and it was just nothing but that. It was insane. It was, like, the quickest release I've ever seen because he literally didn't even catch the ball before he shot it. Yeah, he, he like, it looked like he literally even bent his knees before he caught the ball. Just so as soon as right. it just, he goes up and got rid of it in less than, like, half a second. It was absurd. It looked like a set in volleyball where it literally just touched his fingertips yeah. and he released it. It was crazy, but... I want to I want to I want to throw some credit at um somebody who probably won't get talked about enough around the league but for like us winning this game but Andre Drummond was phenomenal. He put up 20 and 14 boards. Like 
and that's just going to fly under the radar because Kyrie over here put up 50 points on 19 shots. Like, it's just yeah. absurd. And under Drummond, he went, he, he had a fantastic game. He was, he was seven of 13 from the field. He had two blocks. He had a steal on top of 20 points, 14 boards, even dished out two assists. Guys stuffing the stat sheet all over the place. And he, he's just, and he's been phenomenal so far. So I keep, I keep trying to like throw a point at Andre Drummond every single, every single episode just because he's been so good. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, a, lot of people, a lot of people were saying that like, oh, he wasn't going to, he was barely even going to play with us, but no, the Nets organization had something else in mind and he's been killing ever since he came here. I agree. He, uh, he was dominating the paint tonight. I think there was a couple game stretch recently where it's like, oh, he's not looking so good, but tonight he was, he was making hook shots. He made a lefty hook shot over his right shoulder. And I was like, is that Andre Drummond? There's no way. <laughs> and I was just like, I mean, I know I've seen the clips. Uh, I think Christian Winfield was posting them of uh, Drummond working with Amari Stoudemire pregame in the post of doing that move where he's going over mainly his left shoulder with his right hand. But he went over his right shoulder with his left hand tonight. And that's. I mean, when he is dominating the boards and then he can even post up a little bit when he gets a smaller guy and do a little turn and a hook shot, like that's a huge bonus for the Mets that they have not had since Brooke Lopez. But even Drummond is a lot more physical than Brooke Lopez was for the Mets. Yeah, it's it. he's been so good, man. I, I can't even – and he's just improving. Like he's just adding more to his arsenal. And on a team like this, you can – you can experiment right. with stuff like that because you have shooters all around you. So there's going to be a lot of times where Andre Drummond is in the paint one-on-one with his defender and the closest person is 15 feet away from him outside of that. So like he could right. experiment and do whatever he wants. And when he, when he gets those opportunities, it's going to be fun to see. I've been saying this since the next guy, but he's still working himself in the game shape as well. Um, I mean, backing up, I've said this like five times now, but backing up Embiid, he was only averaging like 17 or 18 minutes a game. And now the Nets are asking him to play mid-20s, high-20s, and even low-30s some nights. So he's just going to continually get better, in my opinion, as he keeps slimming down, getting into better game shape, allowing himself to play more minutes and be effective more minutes. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. But uh, I do want to talk about Kyrie Irving one more time on what he said after the game. I think it was Grady was interviewing him and Grady asked him what it's going to take for the Nets to get where they want to be because obviously the 8-9 seed is not what the Nets are hoping for. And Kyrie Irving simply responded with patience. (laughs) What are your thoughts on that, Joe? There is no more patience. (laughs) We ran out. (laughs) The Nets have tried to be patient for too long. There's no more patience. I need it. Yeah, I mean, that's all that I, I can say. We need it now. We need it ASAP. I get what he's saying, but uh, it's just funny because obviously the Nets, I mean, at the end of the day, the Nets know how good they really can be, and they know they have the firepower to be it. But they have to do it. So, I mean, I love to hear him say patience because that means he still believes the Nets can get there. But like you said, they're running out of time. So, 
It better be short patients at this point. <laughs> yeah, we're talking another month patient. No. Right. I can't do it. <laughs> I just can't do it. Yeah. Um, I know this has also been a common thing we've been doing, but I got to give props to Bruce Brown once again. 14 points, five assists, three steals, eight rebounds. He's just been, I know, like I said, we've said this, it feels like literally every episode, but Bruce Brown has just been an overall good basketball player. He's looked more confident shooting tonight. He only went, oh, he didn't make a single three. He only shot one. But there was a time where I feel literally he had two uh, two steals in a row in like a three-second stretch, and they both resulted in Nets transition points. Um, he's cutting. He's playing defense. So, like, he's been great. I could, yeah. I, I honestly think, like, the way he's playing right now, he is the third best player playing for the Brooklyn Nets right now. Like, the way that he yeah. has played over this stretch of games, he's probably the number three option on this team. And it's crazy because that's an offense, too. <laughs> like, Bruce is not right. an offensive guy. And it's like, when we traded for him, he was just like, we, we just realized very quickly that this guy's going to lock down the other team's best player and he's going to nail a bunch of floaters for some reason in a pick and roll. And we were all very confused about why they kept running that until he knocked down like nine of them in a row one game. But and then now he's adding the three ball to his arsenal this year. He's more aggressive on the drive and an aggressive Bruce Brown. We haven't seen that this year until we until Bembry got cut and James Harden was traded. Like we haven't seen this version of Bruce Brown until this stretch. And this is what we need. So if once once we get all our guys here, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun to see how Bruce Brown, how this version of Bruce Brown holds up. For sure. I agree. Like, I'm very interested to see what his role is when Ben Simmons is back, because I still think that Ben Simmons is kind of Bruce Brown on steroids. <laughs> um, but I mean, Bruce Brown is knocking down a three point shot. Like that's something that I don't think we're going to get from Ben Simmons. <laughs> but I mean, I still think they can coexist with each other on the floor just because Bruce has shown that he's willing to take that shot and knock it down, plus his cutting off ball. And obviously Simmons is an elite playmaker and passer. So I don't want to say that he's going to get locked out of the rotation with Simmons, but I do think his role in minutes will come down. Nonetheless, I, Bruce Brown will be a big piece of the Nets going forward the rest of the season into the postseason. And yeah, we need this version to stick around. We can't go back to early season Bruce Brown, who was getting DNPs. Yeah. <laughs> um, one more thing I want to talk about the game before we go into some quotes that I found interesting from the post-game uh, press conferences. The Nets had 46 field goals made tonight, and they assisted on 33 of them. That's their second most assists they've had in the game this season. They had 35 against the Bulls when they blew the Bulls out that game with uh, Durant, Harden, and Irving. But the ball movement was beautiful tonight. I mean, I know Kyrie Irving was the main factor in the offense, but the Nets were just exploiting mismatches and passing the ball around and finding the open shooters. They went 18 of 35 from three, and that's because the majority of them were wide open looks from good shooters. I know Kyrie hit uh, nine of the 18, but you still had Patty Mills make four. I think Seth Curry hit three. Um, so, like, they were getting good shooters, open looks, and that's what basketball is. 
It's attack the defense, find the weakness, and make them adjust. And the Hornets never were able to adjust to the Nets, who put up 132 points tonight. Yeah, insanity. I mean, you got to think, when you put into perspective Kyrie putting up 50 points on 19 shots, and then you look at the grand scheme, they scored 132 points, you're like, holy hell. <laughs> it's like it's like and like we said before he broke basketball analytics with his true shooting percentage which i don't think i'm gonna get over for a while because that's still like right. that's like hurting my brain thinking about that sentence still <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah like the the hornets didn't make any adjustments all night and they they were getting what they wanted offensively too because i believe i think it was they had two players score 30 points tonight i believe i gotta go look at the box score but i, for, I forget who it was but it was Miles Bridges and Terry Rozier both put up 30 points and LaMelo Ball put up 24. Yeah. So they their guys were scoring. But it was just like Kyrie and the Nets got off to such a hot start and they just didn't look back. And they didn't make any adjustments to try to fix it. So that's on them, I guess. Yeah, no, I mean, another that's thing is... Plumley, by the way, putting up a solid two points in 20 minutes. Just <laughs> Another thing is, I mean, we've noticed all season, obviously the Nets have underachieved for multiple factors. But one of them is that can't be ignored. The Nets always seem to have one quarter where they just absolutely lay an egg and it's a stinker. Um, They scored 30 plus in every single quarter tonight. They put up 34, 35, 31, 32. And I feel like that's the most consistent the Nets have scored the ball this season. Um, they usually have a quarter where they'll put up like 20 or 18 or 22, and then they'll have a quarter where they put up like 45. But the Nets just consistently scored the ball all night tonight, and it was amazing to watch. Yeah, they they didn't let off the gas, which a lot of times the Nets would do. They would let the game get interesting with like five minutes left. It would be out of nowhere, a seven-point game. So it was glad I was glad to see them just really keep the foot down all night and just not let up. Yeah, it's crazy. But uh, anything else you want to talk about the actual basketball of the game before we dive into some quotes and then discuss the uh, game on Thursday in Philadelphia? Oh, yeah, that one. Do you think anybody knows that that game's happening? (laughs) Well, uh, let's let's dive into some quotes. Yeah. I got some good ones. from Christian Winfield, he got uh, Steve Nash was asked if he looks forward to catching up with James Harden on Thursday. Steve Nash responded, I don't know that we'll speak. <laughs> what? Yeah, he's That's, slow. So That's actually pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> so, here's, a, here's a solid one. Uh, a friend of the podcast, Chris Milholland, just tweeted – Kyrie Irving on what he thinks the atmosphere is going to be like in Philly Thursday. Kyrie just said, lovely. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you heard, but when you were reading that quote, I looked at my phone and I started chuckling because that that popped up. (laughs) Yeah, but not. So what? Steve Nash said that about him talking to James Harden, that he doesn't know if they'll speak? Well, he was asked how... um... If he looks forward to catching up with James Harden on Thursday, and Steve Nash said, I don't know that we will speak. <laughs> catching up with him? He's been gone for like two and a half weeks. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Kevin Durant gave Kyrie Irving a 
lot of credit following the game, give him a round of applause, and said younger players should watch this game and learn what it takes to score at this level. Yeah. Um, Durant would also want to say I, against uh, I'm playing against James Harden. I don't think it'll be any different than a regular game. It is what it is. It's another game for us. We're looking to win, and they're looking to win. Yeah, I mean, everybody wants to win, and that's a big game. Yeah, momentum-wise, for the rest of the season for both teams, because the because the Sixers haven't lost with James Harden on the floor yet, right? Since they traded, correct. Him. So if we go in there and we beat them, that's going to be a there's going to be a lot of talk about that because people are saying that we stink, and. <laughs> and trust yeah. me, we do and we know it. But if we go in there and we beat them, even without Ben Simmons, that'll be a definitely interesting conversation point in the national media for the next for the next couple of days. For sure. And then uh, Kevin Durant kind of gave a little insight on the James Harden trade. I know before he said everyone got what they wanted, um, but. He was asked about what the Nets could have done to try to keep James Harden in Brooklyn. And he just, he just said, you try to look at it from his perspective. Kai's not playing. I'm injured. And James hasn't won a championship before. <laughs> so he kind of took a little dinger at uh, James Harden there, saying that there wasn't much or anything the Nets could do to keep him because James is all alone. Boo who that man's making like what forty-six million dollars or something. He had to carry a basketball team for a little bit. I don't feel bad, but I don't want to talk about James Harden. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll move on from James Harden. Well um, James Harden slander for Thursday. For Thursday, that's fair. Um Kevin Durant on Ben Simmons in front of Philly fans on Thursday. <laughs> he said the guy's making 40 million a year, talking about Ben Simmons. You can take that for a couple hours. I'm sure Ben has that approach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is yeah. hilarious. Um, and I think uh, one more. This just shows the kind of guy that Kyrie Irving is. He said he respects James Harden's decision and wishes him nothing but peace and love. Would then go on to say, I wish things could have been communicated better as men. So he said, he said, so, I mean, that's, he said James Harden's a little girl, huh? That's another kind of shot at, uh, <laughs> at James Harden, but. Oh, man. Um, so a- the game Thursday, besides drama, the Philly fans booing and tormenting and trying to go after Ben Simmons, which who cares personally i don't really think ben simmons is going to care sitting on a bench but whatever ignore that narrative what do you expect from a basketball perspective in that game like what do you want to see the nets do any uh, particular game plans you want to see or like how do you want to defend harden and bead who have been really tough uh, and then you got tyrese maxi like what do you hope to see from the nets I mean, I would want Bruce Brown on James Harden on the defensive end all night, and I would want to show doubles on Joel Embiid for the majority of the night. Just keep – I would keep Bruce Brown on an island with James Harden for as long as we can and try to throw doubles with, like, KD and Claxton or KD and LaMarcus at Embiid. I mean, I forgot we had Drummond for a second, and or Drummond can just try to handle Embiid for stretches. But for the most time when KD's in the game with anybody other than Drummond, I'd like KD to help on Embiid. Um, 
Tobias Harris, he he can fuck off, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out what to say. But I mean, he's he's been up and down, so it's like it, I honestly think that game comes down to which Tobias Harris that we get, because like he's had some games, he's had some really bad games. And, like, even very recently, like, there was one game, like, last week where he put up 30, and then there was another game where, like, he put up, like, like 15 on, like, very, like, inefficient shooting. But it depends. That's what I think it really comes down to, though. I think it just comes down to which version of Tobias Harris that the Nets are going to see. And knowing that it's the Nets, I feel like we're going to get uh, – I feel like we're going to get the best version of Tobias Harris we have, we have ever seen. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with you, but I'm going to take it to another extreme. Besides, someone just DM'd me and said, wow, wonder what it could be about. Yeah. Oh, uh, it was just about Kyrie. But anyways, I mean, bro, like, obviously I know Kyrie already just dropped 50. Come on now. But anyways, uh, I want to see them take it to the next extreme, and I think Bruce Brown and James Harden is the way to go. But I'm... I'm even going under the screens on the beat screens with Harden. And I'm double teaming Joel Embiid. I'm just making someone else on that team beat us, even if it is James Harden. Because, I mean, we watched him all year. Sure, maybe he wasn't bought in, et cetera. But I don't really think he was missing jump shots on purpose. Maybe he wasn't trying as hard, getting back on defense, et cetera. But – I don't know, man. Like, even last game, he shot 5 of 15. I think he had, like, 14 assists or something crazy. Like, let Tyrese Maxey beat you. Let Matisse Seibel knock out a jump shot if he can. Let Tobias Harris, like you said, see what version he got. But don't let Joel Embiid go for 45. Because if he does that, you're going to have a very hard time of beating them. Yeah, absolutely. Even, like, if you get 45 from Embiid and then Harden gives you you 8 assists and, like, 25 points, you're done for it. Right. Like, especially with us when we don't have Ben Simmons. I'm intrigued if we get a matchup with Philly in the playoffs, if we have Ben Simmons, that would be huge, I think. It just makes everything so much easier, especially on the defensive end, and then we just let our offense take over and transition. Yeah. That's really then, when that would count if we have when we have Ben Simmons. Yeah, and then uh, for the Nets on offense, I'm attacking James Harden. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get – James Harden switched on to either Kyrie or Durant. And then I'm pulling up Embiid and attacking that duo in a pick and roll because they play drop coverage, Embiid, majority of the time. I mean, we saw it against the Knicks when R.J. Barrett went off. And obviously, R.J. Barrett is not Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant. And I'm just attacking those two on defense when the Nets have the ball all the time. Like, can you imagine – James Harden being the primary defender on either Durant or Irving and coming off a screen and you got Embiid and drop coverage, like the Nets should win that matchup nine out of ten times yeah. and get a very good look. Plus make Embiid and Harden put some effort into defense. Like, I don't know, man. Like, that's what I'm doing. I'm just attacking those two all game, making them get uncomfortable, making them have to try to adjust. And I, like I said tonight, the Nets attack mismatches against Charlotte. And I think that's a mismatch the Nets can attack against Philly and make Philly figure something else out. Yeah, absolutely agree. With that drop, you could get open mid-range all night. Yeah, I agree. And then if Aldridge is back, 
bring Aldridge up. Make them uh, play the little pick and pop with Aldridge popping in the mid. Like, the Nets have so many options. Then you can put Claxton in it, make him beat adjust to that. And then if they start switching it, then you got him beat on an island with either Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant. Like, no matter what the Nets do, I think they can attack that. I mean, we saw it in the playoffs to a certain extent, like 2019, when they struggled to defend a pick and roll, and like D'Lo, Levert, and Dinwiddie really attacked it. I mean, obviously they're not Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant, but even back then, Philly struggled to defend it. And that was a team that had Ben Simmons and Jimmy Butler on it. So, like, they don't have those defenders anymore. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely a much different look of a, of a Philly team, and it's a different look of a Nets team. And that's why this uh, first matchup should definitely tell us a lot. And then knowing that we're waiting for Ben Simmons to come back, that'll also tell us a lot, just based on how we looked in this game and what other dimensions he could add to the fold once he's here. Yeah, I mean, I obviously still believe that Ben Simmons will be back before the end of the regular season and that he still will be a huge, huge addition for the Nets because forget everything else. He is an elite defender, which the Nets clearly lacked against Boston, and he can just do everything on a basketball court besides shoot the ball. But the Nets have so much shooting that will be around him I don't think it's going to impact them at all. Yeah, I agree for sure. But uh, all right, so we kind of analyzed the Sixers game. Uh, Anthony's not here, so we're going to have to get his pick. But you're in first still, Joe. So who you got winning Thursday? Nets, Sixers, most anticipated game of the NBA season, maybe. Yeah, I'm going to go with a Nets win. I'm also going with the Nets win just because I will not pick Philly. Sorry. I was doing the same thing. No matter what. I mean, I think regardless, it's going to be a great matchup. Um, Obviously, I believe that they're two powerhouses in the East. Um, Even the Nets without Ben Simmons, as long as they have Kyrie, Durant, and then Curry and all those other elite role players around those two stars, I think we're destined for a good game. I'm really interested to see how Andre Drummond holds up against Embiid. Obviously, there's no one in the league that can guard Embiid one-on-one. But Drummond, I mean, he looked really good in that Milwaukee matchup against Giannis. He blocked a couple shots from Giannis, so I'm really interested to see uh, his impact against Embiid. Obviously, Drummond did not look good against Bam, but it's kind of another opportunity to uh, make his mark against uh, Joel Embiid on Thursday. Yep. Couldn't agree more. All right, man. Anything else you want to talk about before we end? Um, I just want to tell Damian Lillard to learn from Russell Wilson and tell him to get the hell up out of, get the hell up out of his team. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, that Wilson trade is crazy, bro. They gave why, up so much for today. Starts off 11.30 a.m. Pat McAfee tweet, tweets that Aaron Rodgers is going back to the Packers. And then literally an hour and a half later, Russell Wilson is traded to the Denver Broncos for two firsts, two seconds, a fifth, and like and a D-tackle and Drew Locke. That, that was huge. And I- and Noah Font, I believe. Yeah, Noah, Noah Fah, yeah, 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 he was there too. I was trying to think of who the last person was. Yeah, yeah, those are that's a haul for Denver for uh for Seattle. 
<laughs> but the thing is, Seattle doesn't draft well. They've drafted like three pro bowlers in the last like 15 years, and one of them was a punter. <laughs> so it's like yeah. get a new regime over there before you make them picks. <laughs> right. But uh I do just want one more quick thing about basketball. I wasn't on last episode, but I do want to send my uh wishes to Jarrett Allen who got hurt. I think he fractured or sprained or broke his middle yeah, finger or something. It is uh I think one of I think it was the index finger. Index finger. Yeah. Um, obviously, we have tickets to the Cavs game, and we really wanted to see Jarrett Allen and Karis LeVert as much as we want to see the Nets players. So uh, I hope they get better soon. I was like, I, mean, I want to walk them through this. I'm like, we bought those tickets because we thought, okay, even if Kyrie or Ben can't be there, at least we'll see KD and LeVert and Jarrett. But no, now Jarrett's going to be out probably. So love <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> And, I mean, he's obviously having, like, a coming-out season. I mean, he's been good for a while. He was an all-star this year. Cavs have overachieved. Um, so, I just hope he gets better soon. And maybe, just maybe, he can play in April. Joe, it would be nice, right? Hopefully, a month to the day. It's March 8th right now. We're going April 8th. Yes, sir. So, uh, just wanted to sneak that in there at the end. Anything else, Joe? Nope. Dame, get the hell up out of Portland. Follow Russell Wilson. <laughs> With that being said, thank you for once again tuning into the Sports Ethos Nets podcast. This was your host, Cody Mallory, joined by Joe Farrow tonight. The Nets got a much-needed win in Charlotte behind Kyrie Irving's 50 points on insane efficiency, like not even real, like 101-point-something percent. He broke basketball. <laughs> Kyrie Irving broke everything. And let's go into Philly and really show the rest of the league just who the Brooklyn Nets are. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com podcast. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.